Hi, welcome to Authentic Conversation with Kim. It's been a um, somber couple of days. There's been it's been a funeral, a memorial, dedications, um, presentations for this whole weekend. Interesting enough, leading up to the first, leading up to Labor Day, um, we had Senator John McCain that passed away. Actually, he had took himself off of um, assistance and support and immediately um, passed away. And then we had um, Aretha Franklin, who had passed away, but her um, burial was today which is the 31st of august so the 30th the 31st the first there's a funeral tomorrow that i'm scheduled to attend and it was a member of um my church and so it's just been an interesting couple of days in regards to life and death and um power and lack of power and people and um, words and God and all of that stuff has actually transitioned or transpired actually within the last few days and the world as it has been stated is watching Um, this is being televised so it's you know these are people who are renowned and celebrated for their hero heroism and their participation in society and in community um having given of their lives and um again the world is watching and i just find it so intriguing that how irrespective of age or color or culture that everyone must go the same way like no one gets to escape whether rich or poor white or black um no one woman or male like Everyone has to go that way. And again, I had said on yesterday, and I find it really interesting that how we, when it comes to burials and funerals, that we find ourselves gravitating or standing or leaning or positioning ourselves in God. And I'm not making a judgment on anybody's life whatsoever. I have no right to do that. And I'm not even in a feeling of doing that. I just find it interesting that we do find ourselves there. And that you have people who have faith. And yet and still you would never know that they had a level of faith. Because you don't know them personally. Or that you know on the outside looking in. Or because of their career. Or because of their job. Or something that they did. Or something that they said. That you would not attribute a holy God to them. Or a faith to them. Or a, pra- a religious practice to them. And 
at the end of the day, it's like we all have some level of acknowledgement or some degree of something, whether you were brought up in a church or whether you met somebody or somebody prayed for you or you practice some sort of religion, you know, and again, what works for you to have a moral compass to, to get a cleansing of the soul, if you will, is what works for you. And so I saw, I'm I'm looking at the dynamics of it. I'm looking, I saw, you see two funerals and, and, and totally displayed, totally different. Um, whether it was culturally different or religions different or professionally different, whatever it is, you did see the difference in them. But the thing that was the same was that there was a casket and a body. And there were people mourning and people sad and people um, sharing their thoughts and people grieving and people singing and uh, people worshiping and people um, reading the Holy Script and 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 saying what this person had contributed to their lives or to the lives of other people and how they had pain and they had heartache and they had heartbreak and that they they dealt with life the best way they could and now they're at the latter part of living this life and that they go on to live another life that was the same. That was the same. Now the wording had been may have been different. The presenters may have been different, but the bottom line was that was the same. And out of all the funerals that I have been to in my life thus far, that has that's what it is. At the end of the day, you're talking about somebody's life and what they contributed to the lives of other and how they live their lives reflective of morality, integrity, and good. Irrespective, I don't ever, I have never heard at this point in my life, and I haven't been to many, thank God, but I have never heard anyone say an ill thing about somebody who's in a casket in front of them. And it's definitely not right to speak ill of the dead. And so I find it... I find it intriguing. I find it interesting. I I find even the fact that people choose people who they want to represent them in their death. You know, who they want to speak over their lives, who they want to speak and say what their lives represented or what it was filled up. And the fact I, I bring this up because again, we can't escape it and yet and still we are ill prepared for it or we don't prepare for it or we don't consider how we live and we don't consider that there is an afterlife or we won't accept it or we live a holy hell then wanting to go into a holy heaven or we 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 treat each other all kinds of ways and then at the latter part cry and grieve and sad and pretentious and pretend or you know we 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 act as if it's okay to do foolishness into a funeral you know um and then we 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 act like if we have all the time in the world to make right 
and we realize irrespective of once it's done, it's done. Once the body is in that casket and on its way into the ground or into the fire, you know, however one would want to dispose or deal with rather a body. Because then that's another thing. The soul is not there. I I thought about how, you know, people go to the grave site and it's, it's, it's healing for them. It's soothing for them. And this is after the burial, after the fact. You know, they lay flowers. And, you know, we, we do memorials, even on Memorial Day, every year. And, you know, go to, to honor people um, in their lives. And, you know, some people just was taught to do that. And I was never taught to do that. And it could be partly because where our family was was in the South and where we were were in the North. And so because of that, no, we wasn't around them on their birthdays or the holidays or anything like that. So that was never anything that we practiced. And my mom is in the South and she's buried um, with where her family is down there and further South. And so when I think about it, it's like, but her soul is not there. Her body is there. I know where her body lay, but her soul is not there. And one of the things that within the, 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 the so far within the weeks, weekend of um, funerals and stuff, and one of the ministers and preachers talking about the soul and the how, you know, we have souls. And again, I have been saying this for weeks on end and it's like it's not ignited it has become dormant because life has suppressed it and our spirits have been suppressed where you know we lack fight and we lack luster and we lack life and it becomes robotic and he even says something about zombies and so, one, it goes to, again, another confirmation that I'm not, you know, just the only person thinking the way I'm thinking, but the fact that this is really a, a conversation that needs to happen and some enlightenment that needs to come because, again, what we can't continue to do is live life haphazardly, haphazardly, and and not get the fullness of what it is and then have stand before or lay before somebody and have them say things because it's the right thing to do or it's the nice thing to do and yet it still hadn't lived out the fullness of one's life and you have the griever and you have the person who, and and it's so true where you have people who never got resolved with people and never was able to get resolved for themselves. And now that person is gone physically, no longer present. And they dealing with the anguish and they're dealing with the, and wrestling with the fight. And then you have the people who, Somebody have to die before we get it, before we understand, before we gravitate towards right, before we want to get right. And again, by any means necessary, I get it. 
But sometimes I'm asking, like, why somebody got to die before we wake up, before we realize? I mean, even with Jesus, like, it's not until he was on the cross and, you know, the ninth hour and, and, and the world started shifting and changing because it had to, because the Son of God was on the cross, that then it's like, oh, truly, this is the Son of Man, this is the Son of God. So I, I guess that's a part of it, that sometimes somebody has to die for we to wake up. And even with like a funeral, it's not at that moment that person is gone. So it's about getting other people to acknowledge the the depth of life and that at some point we have to transition from here. And where your soul going? But we don't think about that. And I'm not saying that we live in a place, hallelujah, like we live like, oh, for our souls to go to heaven. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying not to live like that. But again, it's a part of it because once our souls have been accepted and, and, and regenerated, then our spirits are renewed and then our lives are renewed and then we walk in that newness of life. Because I've said before, God did not just die to save our souls. He died to heal and enhance in our spirits and to have us work amongst each other on his behalf and with us. That's my perception of it. That's my belief. So I say all of that. And I was thinking about, um, of course, this led me to the word of God. And so I was thinking about... um, Ecclesiastes because in Ecclesiastes it basically the book and it's only it's like 13 chapters in the book of Ecclesiastes but it really references life and it references death and it and it's it's poetic in a sense but it's also just really forthright and forthcoming about how we value things and how we Um, value life and what are the things that we should heed and I think that irrespective of where you are in your life that this information can be very valuable because I don't think that these things are just happening just to happen I think that God is very um, precise and I think he's very exact and I think he 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 gives us opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to either get to know him to get something right to resolve something to become better like he is that kind of guy and I and and that's how I see it and I know sometimes it becomes far-fetched and and trying to have this spirituality and this spiritual walk after life has happened after bad things have happened after people have done wrong after you've done wrong that you know it's still like well what's the point kind of thing but the point is that you still have life and so the fact that you still have life is just like if you had um a flower and it you know or a plant let's do a plant because flowers once you kind of cut them off they they're, they're immediately going to die at some point it's just this it's just the process because it's no longer attached to um the root in which it was growing and so that's a different kind of thing but when you have a plant 
and you have different kinds of plants. But certain plants, and just like the tree, certain plants have to be pruned. Certain plants have to be trimmed. Certain plants have to be renewed. You don't just throw the whole thing away if you see a leaf dying on it. You can cut it off. You can. There's things that you can do to revive the plant. It doesn't all have to go in the trash. Now, if you don't water it, if you don't nurture it, and you let the water dry up, you let the roots dry up, then eventually the plant is just going to die. But if you are nurturing, in it and you catch it in this place where there's a level of survival to it then you you go and nurture it and granted everybody ain't got a green thumb that's why you call somebody that knows what they what to do or you youtube it <laughs> you youtube it to get some information in order to help enhance the plant because nobody want no dead plants and the fact about it is it brings oxygen and it's good for your environment so that's my analogy that I bring towards um, wherever we are in our lives and whatever it is that we've done, we can always get some information to help enhance us, to help us to get better, to help us get healing. Because as I look at it now, people in so many different ages are dealing with similar questions and dealing with similar life concerns and dealing with similar life um, inquiries in regards to what do I do next? How do I resolve stuff? How do I find peace? How do I get delivered? How do I be blessed? How do I walk whole? How do I um, circumvent some things? How do I prevent some things? How do I um, move on past this? How do I get some resolve? These are real concerns and real issues. And granted, I get it. Some people will never, ever forget. And that's fine. That's on them. I can't, I can't, I can't do anything about that. But for those who want to cast their cares and those who want to um, be better and get better and get resolved from things that you personally have no control over, then... I believe that the word of God will hold true and find and give you something to kind of contemplate and think about. I think within the last couple of days, um, it doesn't matter. And we see it doesn't matter your color. It doesn't matter your gender. And if we can't see that, then, you know, we are further gone than what we even can imagine because life happens to everyone and Ecclesiastes kind of say that so I'm gonna um read Ecclesiastes chapter 8 and it reads who is like a wise man and who knows the interpretation of a thing a man's wisdom makes his face shine and the sternness of his face is changed. I say, keep the king's commandment for the sake of your oath to God. Do not be hasty to go from his presence. Do not take your stand for an evil thing, for he does whatever pleases him. Where the word of, of a king is, there is power. And who may say to him, what are you doing? He who keeps his command will experience nothing harmful. I feel like I read this already. 
to y'all at some point. And a wise man's heart discerns both time and judgment. Because for every matter, there's a time and judgment. Though the misery of man increases greatly. For he does not know what will happen. So who can tell him when it will occur? No one has power over the spirit to retain the spirit. And no one has power in the day of death. There is no release from that war. And wickedness will not deliver those who are given to it. Wickedness will not deliver those who are given to it. Mm. All this I have seen and applied my heart to every work that is done under the sun. There is a time in which one man rules over another to his own hurt. Mm. Ten. Then I saw the wicked buried who had come and gone from the place of holiness. And they were forgotten in the city where they had so done. This also is vanity. Because the sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, I did read this. Therefore, the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. Though a sinner does evil a hundred times and his days are prolonged, yet I surely know that it would be well with those who fear God, who fear before him. But it will not be well with the wicked, nor will he prolong his days, which are as shadows, because he does not fear before God. There is a vanity which occurs on the earth, that there are just men to whom it happens according to the work of the wicked. Again, there are wicked men to whom it happens according to the work of the righteous. I said that this also is vanity. So I commend it, enjoyment, because a man has nothing better under the sun than to eat, drink, and be merry. For this will remain with him in his labor all the days of his life, which God gives him under the sun. When I apply my heart to know wisdom and to see the business that is done on earth, even though one sees no sleep day or night, then I saw all the work of God, that a man cannot find out the work that is done under the sun. For though a man labors to discover it, yet he will not find it. Moreover, though a wise man attempts to know it, he will not be able to find it. A mystery. A mystery. A miracle. Magic. Marvelous. Majestic. But we do know that it's just inevitable. And being ready I I don't even know how you prepare for that for yourself or for anybody else and just being aware that we have to live our lives better with each other, with ourselves. And I say, help us, Lord. Because it becomes spooky a little bit. And if anybody, nobody acts like they're honest with that. 
It's like it's no big deal when you you on the other side of the casket. And we act sometimes real reckless with people and with people's souls. And even with people's bodies. And we just have to be careful. Again, I wasn't reading it to interpret it or anything like that. I know when I read it, because I had forgot. When I started reading, I'm like, oh, I have read this before. Um and on a podcast. But even when you think about how, and I'm not breaking it down, interpreting anything, because I believe it interprets itself. And again, some things you just have to meditate on. And especially when it comes to scripture as what is being spoken to you specifically. And what, is drawn to me is when I apply my heart to know wisdom and to see the business that is done on earth. Even though one sees no sleep day or night, then I saw all the work of God that a man cannot find out the work that is done under the sun. God's business. That's one of my hashtags. Hashtag God's business. And, you know, we would be so fair and so kind to know. It says, no man knows the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man shall appear. But also, no man knows the day or the hour in which we shall go before him. And that is the thing that bugs me out because sometimes we live as if, or we act as if, or we want to pretend as if, that it's not, and it's not being morbid. It's not wishing or hoping anything. It's just having a conversation because, again, this last couple of days, that's what we've seen. And it is on people's minds. And people have been thinking. And people are grieving. And people are hurting. And people do want better. If you're talking about, we're watching this on a national level, our country is in trouble and not still not 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 just because of who's sitting where let's not get that twisted because at the end of the day people ain't been sitting there as long as this problem and these problems have been going on so what we're not going to do is blame something of <laughs> two years on something that has been for years that's not right and that's not fair. Now, I'm not saying that it's making anything better. That's not what I'm saying. But we have to be honest and put the blame where the blame goes. Individually, collectively. And what it is is become a distraction to the things that we need to be doing and the things that we need to be working on and the things that we need to be praying about and the things that we need to be seeking and the things that we need to be doing. Because what's going to happen in another two years or in another four years or six years or however we want to calculate it. And then that's done and over with. Then who you going to blame? 
I just find it really interesting other conversations we have. And again, that's why I don't get on bandwagons. That's why I don't follow everything and everybody. And I don't expect any and everybody to follow me. You follow what you feel like following. You think about what you think about. You agree with what you want to think about. And that's your opinion. That's your um, right. Whatever. That's fine. But everybody can't be right and everybody can't be wrong. And the way I'm looking at it now, I'm seeing a lot of confirmation in what my thought process is and what I've been thinking and what I've been gravitating to. And so, you know, always the chips will fall where they may. But we really have to be cognitive about what we are verbalizing and putting out in the world as leaders and in positions, especially if you have a group of followers, especially if you have people who rely on you to bring forth truth and honesty and perpetuate goodness. And the fact of the matter is I feel like, you know, some people become timid because you know that even your followers are timid and therefore you know at the end of the day if you go strong and you go hard you will probably be standing by yourself and the fact of the matter is to my understanding if God is with us and God be with us and it's just you and God then that's supposed to be enough But that's just that those are my thoughts. So Lord have mercy on all our souls. Bless the souls that have gone on. May they find a place in heaven and not in limbo. Like Dante's Inferno. I don't know if anybody has um read that. Um book but Dante's Inferno is like um these levels and it's called it's this place called limbo so then it's like these nine levels of hell and it's just based on your offense the things that you've done and then you have and but before that is limbo and so that means you're not in heaven or you're not in hell and I don't even know like that's like a waiting room and I guess that you have to be in the waiting room. Then be, you know, on the elevator going down. But again, I just find it interesting that we will have these conversations. And we will have these talks. And then we go to these funerals. And funerals, um, I, again, I haven't been to any funeral that has not sent the body into the ground or cremated it. And sent the soul up to heaven or prayed over a soul. I just haven't. And so, mm -hmm. imagine my face. <laughs>